back for another 22 minutes. My name's Sean Patrick, and I'm here with... Karen Mills Austin. Happy, happy new week. How are you doing? I'm great. Happy new week to you, Sean. You know, I'm getting more sleep these days. Oh, good. Oh, I definitely am. <laughs> yes, which is wonderful. Um, because I was talking to someone yesterday, and I was saying that I've attended a couple of retreats, and these individuals have said, have talked about the importance of, of getting enough sleep, that sleep is a time that we refuel and re-energize our body temples. And it's the only way that we can really do it when we sleep. But that's not our topic for today. It should be. <laughs> <laughs> we will do sleep or awake later this season. Oh, yes, we will. Okay. To, to give us this week's question. Love or hate? What's your answer? Oh, always love. <laughs> always love. <laughs> always love. Um, I have a quote from Martin Luther King, and I, I'm offering it because I've never heard it before, and, and it's really powerful. And it really is what inspired today's topic. Martin Luther King said, I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. Isn't that beautiful? It really is. As I was researching both the topics of love and hate for, for this question, uh, well, firstly, I found out that love and hate are widely studied things, as I'm sure no one is surprised by. <laughs> yes. But the um, they were referred to constantly and constantly as emotional states, and that was the thing that got my attention more so than looking at some of the conclusions that have been drawn about them. Because this idea of an emotional state is something which is all-consuming, and that's where I found it particularly interesting when you talk about love or hate, you're talking about an emotion which oftentimes takes over your entire body and brain. Yeah. And, you know, when I think about love, I really want to put the word unconditional in front of it. Unconditional love is the is the presence, is the infinite, is this creator of everything. Unconditional love. So when we unconditionally love, it means that it's constant, absolute, and eternal. It means that it's a powerful practice that we get to incorporate in our lives. And so many of us were raised, like me, um, with conditional love. Conditional love. And conditional love means that if I get upset, if someone gets upset with me, they were withholding their love. And that's not the way that this presence loves and adores us. It's just not. This unconditional love, if we're talking about something that is permanent, is always giving. It's always flowing. Nothing can stop it. That's the practice that I want to continuously incorporate in my life. Unconditional love. Listen, as you know, I grew up in Ireland and I went to Catholic school, which is oftentimes very much um, dripping in conditional love. Yes. But I remember really clearly um, being in school one day, I must have been about seven or eight, and my teacher did this demonstration about um, how God, in the Catholic sense they were teaching, but this thing called God, um, never turns its back on you, but you, but you can turn your back on it. I don't yes. believe in that anymore. Mm -hmm. But I actually found that so comforting and refreshing my poor catholic guilt um, it was just a really nice example i remember her swinging around in her chair saying no this thing called god never turns its back on you and that is the unconditional 
love you're talking about. It's very, yes. it's very comforting. I'm going yes. to put it that way. And that's, and that's too mild a word, but it is very comforting. In some of the research I was looking at, I also, I guess, wasn't surprised to find this out, but it still interested me. Um, love is defined as the very first emotion. I don't know what it means by that, if it means it's the first thing we feel when we come into the planet, mm. or if it is the first feeling of which everything else has been born. I don't know what the conclusion was, yeah. but it's often, it's even in the world of psychology, um, defined as the beginning point of feeling. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? Yeah. That we get to love first, that we get to choose to love first. And that as human beings, I'm telling you, if we make a choice, if we were to make a choice, if we were to choose every single moment to love in spite of what's going on in our lives, how wonderful would that be? So we choose to love. We And as Martin Luther King says, hate is too great a burden to bear. Yeah. Hate is something that I don't even like the word hate because it feels so strong to me. It sounds so devastating. I remember when my daughter, daughter Lindsay said, you know, she was a kid. She didn't know this. She was mad at me. And she said, I hate you. And I thought, oh, my God, I had never <laughs> had anyone say that to me before. And it, re- it struck me in my heart. And as I think about it now, it's something I do choose love over the appearance of this word hate, uh, because it really is such a, a deep emotion that I never want to incorporate in my lives. Even people who have hurt and harmed me, I I don't hate them because I have this practice of eventually forgiving them and then loving them again. That's the uh, that's the practice of forgiveness. Uh, so hate is not something that I incorporate in my in my life because it's too deep and dark for me. It really is. It's too human for me. I don't want to have that. It's not a practice that I incorporate in my life at all. Yeah. You know, funny just hearing your story with Lindsay, hate was a word that was off limits in my house. <laughs> and, I ne- and I never understood it. Like we, we were not allowed to hate anybody or anything. Yeah. And I think yeah. similar, my mother too must have felt like that word was just too feminist mm-hmm. like that was that was like we were not allowed and you know there were people that you know did our family wrong did my mother wrong did me wrong we were not allowed to hate them but that brings that actually brings me to a point um that is in defense of hate and there was a cross-cultural <laughs> study of 2300 people um usa uk brazil china ghana germany all over the world and the bbc reported on this and it concluded that hatred if allowed to be expressed can cause people to be happier. What do you think of that? I think that if individuals learn to... Well, hate allows us... There's some information there, right? And the information allows us to grow and expand. So if we were to look at it that way, there's something there for us. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and it feeds into that belief of everything is for us. Yes. And I know, I mean, hate, and I think it's important, like, I think language is important here. Oh, we did this loads last season. It was like, let's just change the word for a second. (laughs) But I guess if we replace the word hate with anger, for example, I believe we would both agree that anger, if allowed to be expressed appropriately, can make people happier. 
I, and this is the, yeah, I don't know. This study particularly focuses on the word, actually focuses on the word hatred, which I think is even, <laughs> I think is even darker, but it specifically talks about hate. That's why I wanted to talk about this one. Um, and yeah, and it was even, and what I found even more interesting. So yeah, like I said, um, we can change the word and probably find a place in us that does see see the results that came out of these 2,300 um, individuals. But um, the University of Cambridge, as part of that study, concluded hate, once again, specifically the word hate, is compatible with happiness, but guilt, shame, and anxiety are not. So once again, they really were specifically isolating this concept of hate. And the closest I can get to it where I can see the point is anger. anger yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, and hatred or hate seems to uh, be, how, how far beyond that do you go? There's nothing else. When someone says, or is, says they hate you, or that they, um, or, or whatever the next step is, I, I don't think that there is a next step. I think that when someone says they hate you, boom, or you practice hatred, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's there. It's done. How much more can you say to someone other than that you hate them or that, that or there, there's going to be some hatred there? I, I just think that it's such a final word. And yeah. when we it's begin like saying to, you're dead to me. Yes, yes. You're dead to me. Yes. Yeah. And I think that you make a really good point because there are people that use that word. So perhaps when we start moving towards love then because that really is the essence of our being to love then anger and then so we step back from hatred and we move to anger and then um uh, we move away from anger and maybe we're upset and then we move to whatever the next thing i'm perturbed and then oh i'm gonna like you now i'm gonna forgive you now and then we get to be a loving presence again yeah. Uh, it reminds me of the Abraham Hicks emotional scale. Yes. Anyone who yes. follows um, Esther and Jerry Hicks and Abraham Hicks. And I'm just wanting to have a look at it now. But I do know, and one thing I have always liked about their teaching is it does talk about, you know, if you're depressed, then feeling angry feels better. Yes. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, one, like I said, thinking, thinking to this study, I think I think hatred is a strong word. I don't, I don't even know how it was measured. But... If I do replace it with anger, I completely get and agree with its point of um, expressed appropriately. Anger feels a lot better than powerlessness. It feels a lot better than depression. It feels a lot better than victimhood. It incites, you know, someone once said this to me, anger incites action. And if, and if you're not in a place where your confidence or your joy is inciting action, then anger can, anger can serve you. Thinking um, Beyonce's Lemonade, which I know we watched in LA that yes, time, yes. she was mad. Yes, <laughs> she was yes. mad, and it produced that up. So I, yeah, I, I can see an argument for anger, but I do have to say that I am on your page. If we are specifically talking hate, and there is no wiggle room on that, yes. I I can't see a I can't see a reason to to advocate for it. Yes, yes, and you know, I think about this song, and I think when we did our last season. This might have been on one of my one of my songs on my list. These three words by Stevie Wonder. I, I don't remember if it made the list or not, but these three words are I love you. How wonderful it is to share that with, with someone. 
even in the midst of everything. Can you imagine having an argument with someone and stopping them in their tracks by saying, you know what, I love you. And, and then, um, depending upon how heated the, the discussion is, it can move into a whole different direction, right? Yeah. Oh, gosh, so, I'm having so many thoughts. This is good. You know, I, <laughs> it's interesting. If whatever, So I, I like to pray, meditate, spend time with the thing I believe to be bigger than myself. Yes. And it's so interesting because though it, it doesn't feel like a dialogue, though I know for some people it does, but I still know it's not the appropriate space if I went to this thing I call God looking for it to agree with me about why I hate somebody. <laughs> like, oh, right. that would just be ridiculous. Like, yeah, and like I actually do have this thing of, if I'm really having a hard time with somebody and I built a God with that issue, I kind of just hear this shrug of shoulders and it's, it's like, I don't know what you're talking about, Sean. I like him. That's right. <laughs> like, That's right. It's, yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, yeah. It's that phrase, right? God is too pure to behold the inequities. God does not know hatred. It only knows love. That's mm. it. So uh, we can't go. We can't go to God with the idea that we're hating someone because it does fall flat. We get to that's our humanness coming up, and we get to do what we need to do in terms of our practices to love again, to pull ourselves out of that that hatred, that anger, to begin to love again, and we get to begin with loving ourselves. Yeah. I am. I I love flipping things on their heads. So when you were talking about unconditional love, mm-hmm. I actually think when you talk about hate, there is only conditional hate. You know what I mean? It, there's all. Oh, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a. Re, like, it's because you're attached. You're not getting something. Someone has betrayed you in the sense of the world. Someone could have done something really, really bad. Um, so. It's, it's conditional hate. It does, it's never just because. Whereas <laughs> right. Right. Really it's a powerful thing in this conversation saying oftentimes, you know, going back to some of the clinical psychological studies, um, you know, love, love is the first emotion. Therefore, it speaks to un- unconditionally. It, it's just there. It's just what is. Whereas yes. I think when you're speaking about hate, um, there's a condition, there's a worldly reason as to why yes. Yes. it formed that conclusion or that, or that feeling. And Let's that's our... On that. That's our work right there. That's the work that we have to do to pull ourselves out of that, um, that hatred. Yeah, Yeah. because this is very much of the world. So back to the study about the um, hatred. So, so harsh. But (laughs) one of the things it said, which once again, I could agree with, um, hate is an appropriate reaction to hearing about something like child abuse, which once again, I'd say anger is the appropriate reaction. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. I think we need maybe need a third person in this conversation because I just cannot advocate for hate no matter how much I'm uh, right. trying right. to get there. <laughs> I, I can't there. either. Hate does not serve yeah. us. It just doesn't yeah. serve us. Hate, when, when we hate, it can start affecting our body temples. So we yeah. hate, we carry this, this stuff within us, this seethingness within us, and we begin to turn on our own body temple and perhaps produce something that's not good. Um, it can produce disease, whatever that disease looks like. So hate does not serve us. When we love ourselves, we are in the we we really are in the realm again, as I always say, in the realm of the infinite possibilities. So 
Love heals and reveals the truth. Love soothes and comforts us and others. Love does what it does, and it produces more love. So the practice, when we love, I was listening to someone just yesterday. If you want, if you think you don't have enough love in your in your life, begin to love. Begin mm-hmm. to, and begin with yourself. Put your arms around yourself. Love yourself. Um, go outside and smile to somebody. Um, go outside and serve. Make a telephone call to someone. Serve, um, send a, a text to someone, letting them know that I love you. That's the power of this Stevie Wonder song. Because he says, when, when was the last time you said to someone that you love them? People that are in your lives, that if they were to go away, if they were to, to die, to go to the other side in the next moment, um, you would miss them. So right now, we tell them that you love them. Those are beautiful words. It's a great practice. And I'm sure everybody, I know we know, I know everybody knows and this is something my mom always points out as well. You can tell when someone, you, you use the word seething, you can tell when someone's <laughs> seething with yes. hate. And I do think your your best, your most important asset, I don't know, it's the energy you bring into a room, you know? Yes. And if you are someone who is a, a dark energy in that room or a vampire energy or you're seething, mm-hmm. I believe that speaks before your degree your qualifications your skills your talents and it yeah so i really do advocate so you know if we're going to say happiness and anger instead of love and hate Mm -hmm. i do advocate for cultivating the energy you bring into a room and it won't be cultivated well yes yes. it won't be cultivated well with hate but it will be cultivated well with appropriately expressed anger yes yes and i get that and we're not telling individuals not to get angry or mm-hmm. not to feel hate because those are things that come up. But we're yeah. saying that uh, it doesn't serve. So find a practice, put a practice in place where those things can be dissipated so that yeah. you can uh, be, you can reveal your natural um, beingness, your birthright, unconditional love. That's what we're talking about. That's So when we love we receive love back. When we hate, that's what comes back to us as well. So we want to be uh, a loving presence. And love is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's, a, it's our birthright. It's the nature of God. It's what we have come here to do, to love. Hate is not our birthright. It's a human um, attribute. It's what humans do. It's what humans do who are not awake who are walking this earth plane in lockstep with everybody else. We want to what be more say than to, that. What would you say to someone who would, who's, who would think or say that hate serves them? Would you say, not believe in it? <laughs> I, I, I don't believe that it does. Only in this yeah. respect, that hate gives us information so that we can make a transformation in our lives so that we can change our lives. It gives us oh, information. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. Beautiful. Uh, just to close up, I want to ask you this question. With with the research that I looked into for this question, I found that um, love is defined differently as um, or by various different people as an action, an attitude, or an experience. Which one of those do you believe love is? Well, all of it. All of them, All yeah. of it. 
Yeah, because when we are living and moving and having our beingness in love, it consumes our lives. Yeah, I I would agree, and I think that even that backs up this idea that love is the the first the first emotion that has been recorded in history. Yes, yes. Because if we speak about something like sadness, I can definitely point to sadness as an experience, not an action or an attitude. If I think of I'm trying to think if I think of positivity, to me that speaks to an action and an attitude, not an ex- or not an experience whereas yeah, I do agree love, love is all three. Yes. And that is why it it is often you know, it's held up, it's spoken about. It's even a word people use in place of God, the universe divine. Yes, say absolutely. Love. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some, really is, yeah, some call it infinite love. Yeah. Infinite yeah. love. It, yes. Oh, incredible. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. Yes. And this, I look forward to exploring another.